Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is May 14th, 2021. We've got WWE SmackDown to talk about. Jeremy Lambert is not here. This was absolutely planned before Jimmy Van got mad at him, and Jimmy Van didn't kick him off the air or anything, I promise. But if you want to tweet Jimmy Van as if he did, go ahead. He'll get mad at me about it. But we got SP3 here of true heel heat and a little bit everywhere. You were one of my formidable opponents on Quizzlemania this week. I was, but I, I came up short. I said the I racially profiled nipples. That was <laughs> the wrong thing to do. So I want to apologize up front, but thanks for having me here, Sean. I've been waiting to share the camera with you. Team SRSP3 is here to stay. Uh, I got to say your rundown of the live sex celebration was probably one of the greatest moments in the history of wrestling media, period. That was one of the most insane things. I was like, okay, I've said some wild stuff in my day, even on (laughs) on that show. That one I thought was even wilder for the love of God. I was very proud of myself because I got you and Adam to pop off of my description of the live sex celebration. So I think I did pretty well. I think I should have got points for getting 40 seconds into that at least. Oh, man. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Uh, And of course, donate a super chat. It will get your question or statement read on the air and it helps support us. Uh, So please go ahead and do that. It would mean an awful lot. But you know what? If you want to continue to support us more, FightfulSelect.com. We had some exclusive news up today that I absolutely will not talk about whatsoever on this show. We got more this weekend, though. Uh, an Impact star that's leaving. Some Allison K news. We're, I've got a bunch of scoops that are dropping soon. But 
over on this free side of things, we've got a bunch of shows. Listen, your boy, AEW Review. I uh, talked with Jennifer Louise to preview WWE WrestleMania Backlash. So check that out. And then a big weekend. UFC 262 watch along. There will be a new lightweight champion. And then Denise is doing her first solo show. She's covering Impact Under Siege. And then Sunday, we're here with Denise and myself for Backlash. And then Monday, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern, the Denise Salcedo documentary runs right at the top of the show. I'm going to expose Denise, SP3. Why, why would you do that? You know that me and Denise share a birthday? Well, I'm glad you all don't share a big-ass head because she got a big-ass head. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to put that on display Monday evening. Aiden O'Donnell says, supporting uh, or donating to support the Fightful Crew. Thank you so much. And Ricardo says he missed SmackDown. Catching up with SRS and SP3. It's going to be fun. And Adam Blamplate says a really great show tonight. Loving Roman J. Jimmy storyline. Can't to see where can't wait to see where it goes. Let's talk about that. That opened the show. We got the the, the Reigns Empire, the Roman Empire, rather, all out there saying their piece. Some some extended video segments, so to speak. But I'm so glad to see Jimmy Uso just at least getting the opportunity to do the same thing his brother did, and he's knocking it out of the park again. Just great stuff. I love the new t-shirt. The new t-shirt was, oh, chef's kiss. Like, nobody's bitch. That Perfect. Just a perfect shirt. And That's I, how you I, can tell they got plans for something. They get the merch out there for it. It's like, all right, you said that last week, buddy. You weren't even back last week yet. <laughs> like you were, you were just like, oh, maybe, he, maybe he's back. Maybe he is. Now he's got his shirt. It's got that. And I'm like, all right, this angle's got some legs to it. You you already see what's going to be the top seller in the month of May on WWE Shop because I I'm I'm about to order it in the morning for sure with without a doubt. Uh, Reigns is upset that Jimmy is saying that he's a part of the family. He's not all of it. And Reigns tells Jimmy Uso to prove that he can beat Cesaro. And Jimmy's all for it. Like he says later, it wasn't his idea. He felt like he had to do this to prove it to the family. But I thought this made a lot of sense. I mean, that's what everybody does. Jay is the right-hand man. If Jimmy's going to be the left-hand man, he's going to have to face everybody and probably lose to him, too, because that's what Jay does. But what did you think of this match being made? To me, I thought it was good because you're you're establishing main event Jimmy Uso. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you understand all the character motivations. Like, this is why this storyline, even nine months in now, is still the most intriguing thing in wwe and i don't i don't think i i think the last time something has lasted this long as like the top storyline was by accident and that was danny o'brien versus the authority and this one is just so deeply layered and everyone has their own motivations and you can get behind anyone in this story i became a big fan of jimmy uso after this opening promo because he showed that he had the chops that his brother had and just everything about this is just very great. And I even like uh, Cesaro coming out and saying his piece because he came out in the suit. He looked great. He looked like a superstar. He looked like a top contender. And even his contributions was very much needed here. We'll talk more about the match towards the end of the show. But there was some other stuff that happened. Probably the most noteworthy thing, arguably, WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a huge fan of Tamina's work, but... 
I can tell you that she is at her peak right now. She looks better than ever. She changed things up. She's not wearing the same stuff that she used to wear. And that's being rewarded. And I love it. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for Natalia because Natalia is, she works a lot harder than anybody gives her credit for. And I feel like those titles just needed to be off of Nia and Shayna. It was an albatross. It was really weighing things down. How'd you feel about this match and the title change? The match, I wasn't too enthused on. It was a little bit of kind of awkward spots, especially when they tried to get to like the ending. But the overall, you know, product was what I liked. Uh, Natalia and Tamina needed those tag team titles. They very much have like established themselves as a tag team over the last couple of months. I agree with you. I've never been the biggest Tamina fan, but you can tell she has a renewed energy behind her, a renewed passion. She is out there with so much energy that we haven't seen before we haven't seen from her in such a long time and this was a great moment and and it's kind of a reversal of what we've been hearing the last couple of months with you know ladies like mickey james you know the ageism that wwe has to have a woman that's 43 years old and tamina and another a woman in her late 30s and natalia win the tag team titles here it was such a great moment and the post-match celebration even made it even greater because you could tell that they were very much emotionally invested even as they kicked off the show, I thought it was really good that they they started with the Bret Hart tweet yeah. because that, that puts it over. When you got one of the greatest of all time tweeting about this, quite frankly, mid-card tag team title match, it adds some prestige to it. I really liked seeing, uh, I think it was Danny on Twitter that posted Owen and Yokozuna back in the day. Now, I know Tamina is not directly related to Yokozuna, but I mean, there are a lot of comparisons there. Uh, I, I love that. And Natalia and Tamina weren't doing anything, so you might as well put them in a team together. I wish they would do that with more. Unfortunately, now there are only eight women on the SmackDown roster because Nia and Shayna, they got to they gotta get the hell back on Raw. They've got to debut some new people. We've heard rumors that Mia Yim's going to pop up. Sonya's there, but she's not wrestling. I feel like they got to add two or three more names to that roster and utilize them. Yeah, I mean, I know that they have already teased Io Shirai going back after the NXT Women's Championship, but this would be a great time for her to come to SmackDown. You know, I think that uh, Bailey is kind of going to be like a placeholder challenger, and then Bianca's going to move on to something new, having like a Io Shirai come in, or maybe even splitting up Nia and Shayna permanently and putting one on the SmackDown roster would really vitalize things. And I, I want to get Shayna Baszler off of Raw after her legs got possessed by Alexa Bliss. So oh. put her on SmackDown and have her feud with uh, Bianca Belair and play off their history in NXT and the fact that Bianca has never beaten her. I would love for her to demand a trade. She doesn't want to be anywhere near Alexa and doesn't want to be anywhere near Nia anymore because they started out like beefing with each other. Like they didn't want to team with each other and now they have to. Uh, one of my favorite spots of this match was that German suplex outside. I loved that. That was very cool. And Pat McAfee saying, during the break, Natalia got her ass beat. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. I'm here for this. I like this. Pat just has so much genuine enthusiasm behind everything he says. It's... Like, no, no matter no matter what he says, you can tell he's just into it 100%. And that's, that's, that's something that's been lost on WWE commentary for such a long time. He doesn't half-ass anything, and I appreciate that. Uh, Ryan Martin says, great show tonight. This Roman's Uso story had me totally hooked. 
uh, with it. I can't wait for more. It's gold. It is like they all play their roles so well. And I appreciate that because they're not half-assing anything either. This is the role that so many people wanted to see Roman play for years. And I think he would have been the guy they wanted him to be if they would have just pulled the trigger on this a long time ago. I totally agree with you, but that's the catch-22, though, in my opinion. Because if they would have done this too early, I don't think Roman Reigns would be here right now. I think he would be in Hollywood making money alongside Dwayne because he's this good at this character, and he could be good at any type of character. So I think he would already be in Hollywood. Yeah, he was getting Hobbs and Shaw roles before the pandemic. I get the feeling if they would have done that, he would have shown his acting chops ahead of time. We might have lost him during the pandemic. He might have just been like, well... I'm good. I'm good. We get a short in-ring promo from Bianca Belair. Bailey pops up on the screen and teases her. She says the next time they, they face each other, we'll be in the ring at Backlash. I thought this was harmless. I mean, I'm, I'm all for this type of stuff. It's a natural progression. We don't need to see them fight each other every week. Unless the story is they can't help but to fight each other. But that's not what Bailey wants to do. Bailey knows that she's beaten Bianca in the past, had to cheat to do it, but knows that she has and knows that her best chance of doing it is maybe within the ring ropes and is playing off of her experience and Bianca's perceived inexperience. How'd you feel about this segment? I, I like and dislike some of the things with this buildup. I think this segment was really well done, especially uh, Bailey's promo work uh, was very strong, really saying that she kind of saw herself in Bianca Belair. You know, she was the champion when she was a baby face. She beat Charlotte Flair, won at WrestleMania. And then the following month after that, she lost the title to Alexa Bliss. So her saying that she sees Bianca in herself or she sees herself in Bianca was just great. I thought that this was the best promo work that Bailey has done in this entire feud. I just dislike this feud because I feel like Bailey needed a win of some kind. She has not won a, won a match in the entire build up to this matchup. So whether it was like in that six that six uh, mixed tag match that they had a couple of weeks ago with Bailey and the Dirty Dogs versus Street Profits and Bianca Belair, or if it was a one on one match with her against like a Ruby Riot or a Liv Morgan, I just felt like Bailey needed a, a victory on the road to WrestleMania Backlash. Bailey's last win was in February against Liv Morgan. <sighs> I thought yeah. it was March. Damn. <laughs> yeah, February against Liv Morgan. And she hasn't, she's only wrestled one match since February, since February 19th 19th, or 20th or so. She, she hasn't wrestled like any singles matches since WrestleMania. Now there are a lot of people when I'll talk about AEW and they'll say, how many tag teams is too many? How many wrestlers is too many? Why does dark matter? Why does elevation matter? Well, it matters because they can get these people wins. You can say within the context of the show, this person's won six straight matches and I know there are some people that will say, well, why does that matter? Well, it matters because they say it matters. If exactly. WWE came on here and they said, hey, you know what? Ricochet has beaten Ali like three or four straight times on, on main event. We feel like he should get a, a U.S. title shot. Well, then it becomes established that, well, you should probably watch that show because the stuff that on, that's on there matters. WWE instead goes the way of like, well, she hasn't wrestled in two months. Well, in Bailey's case, she hasn't wrestled a singles match in three months and she gets a singles title shot. Yikes. 
very strange. And you, like you said, they could have made those wins against like Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot in February matter and say that Bailey was on a winning streak and yes. she was snubbed from WrestleMania. And that's like what we got tonight, I think should have been the build up this entire way. I think that would have been a great way to do this. Like she said, I didn't get my WrestleMania moment. So I want my WrestleMania backlash moment. I've won a couple matches. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, Bezo Banks says Bianca low key trying not to trip during her entrance is great. Her and Sasha have mastered coming out in normal clothes and look like a star. Yes. I don't know how Bianca Belair wrestles with, with her hair that long because when my hair was long, I'd be sitting on the couch and get stuck behind my head. Like I would turn and it would like get stuck. I'd be driving down the road, rolling up the car window. It gets stuck and she's having full ass matches with her hair and like when you'll see somebody almost accidentally about to step on it and she'll like casually pull it away. It's unreal. Like she, the body awareness you got to have, but then again, she's an unreal athlete and performer too. Every time she does a kip up, I'm like, is she going to step on her hair <laughs> every single time? And like, I, I watch, I sometimes watch SmackDown with my, with my wife and she's just like, could would this girl just cut her hair? Because I'm just scared. <laughs> she's like scared to death that something bad's going to happen, especially with that long ponytail. Oh man. Fortunately it hasn't. And, and she's, she's managed it. She's managed it. Well, Guys, please leave us a thumbs up on this video. Share the video. YouTube's algorithm ain't helping us tonight. Uh, it's probably because we went live right before this unfortunate news that New Jack passed away. Any any New Jack memories, SP3? I, I, he was such an entertaining guy. You, if you remember during uh, Quizzlemania this week, we remember when they did the ECW round, I was the only one that mentioned him as one of the great yeah. ECW members because like my fondest memories of ECW was the end of the show. All the baby faces are getting beat down and then you hear natural born killers and you hear it for the last 10 minutes of the entire show while New Jack is beating people up, hitting them with a crutch, playing the guitar and then finally hitting Jack victory over the head with the yeah. guitar. Like it's just <laughs> classic. Like New Jack is one of the greats of the ECW era. I'm going to miss him so much. I'm very thankful that we got that dark side of the ring episode because now a whole new generation of fans are able to learn about New Jack, but there is so much like documentaries i know you mentioned uh the one that jeremy uh, uh did a couple of years ago which was great new jack is such a fascinating individual the man jerome young i remember when we were doing the dark side of the ring review over on true hill he like me and chrissy love were just like that's uncle jerome like the way he talked <laughs> to, to us through that through that whole documentary it was like he felt like the uncle at the cookout that was just coming back telling him telling us all his old stories so i'm gonna miss new jack so much Never in my life will I forget buying that forever hardcore documentary. And it goes from, I don't know about the order, but it goes from him saying, <laughs> and I realize he's, he's the, the new Jack has passed, but I don't think this is speaking ill of the dead. Cause it was funny as hell. He's talking about the Vic Grimes thing. And he is like, he's like, I tried to make him hit the ring post. I wanted Vic to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then then he's talking about going to florida and wrestling this guy who starts who start who can't work with him and starts Jitsy, him. Jitsy joe no not even him no the other guy and he's like so i pulled this blade out and i started stabbing him and he's like 
They said I stabbed him 14 times. I did not. I stabbed him nine. (laughs) He goes, it's on the tape. It was nine. And then he says that he went to the jail and the guy or the guy came to jail and he's like, listen, if you train me, take me on the road with you. I'll drop the charges. And he said, done. And he said he got the fuck out of Florida and hadn't been back since. Then I thought it couldn't get any crazier, SP3. And he talks about then 65, 70-year-old Gypsy Joe headbutting him in his nose, punched him in the neck. He picked up a row of seats, a full row of seats, and slammed them on this old man's head. I just, love, <sighs> I just love the way he is just a born storyteller. Like, yes. like I could have, I could have watched a four-hour documentary of New Jack stories alone. Just one of the greatest storytellers, one of the greatest on the mic. Like those old-school Smoky Mountain wrestling promos are just elite stuff. When you oh, think wow. about like great all-time promos, the OJ Simpson promo. Oh my God! Like I rewatched that so many times after the Dark Side of the Ring doc. Buddy, he knew his audience in Smoky Mountain. He knew exactly who he was talking to. And um, yeah, he was he was a very special performer. I, I see him as one of the greatest examples of accentuating your positives and hiding your negatives. 100%. He, you were not going to see him do many inverted STFs, but you were going to see him do a lot of things that he was very, very good at. Um, RIP to New Jack, PW Insider had uh, reported tonight that he he passed away to a, due to a heart attack at 58. His wife did confirm the news, so uh, tragic, sad news. Ray Callahan says Vic Grimes, New Jack wanting Grimes to die was gold. <laughs> RIP legend. <laughs> so I told this story in the other stream, and maybe I shouldn't tell this story, but I don't care. Go ahead. I was a part of a of a wrestling group on Facebook at one point, and somehow like New Jack ended up in it, but he wouldn't ever post anything. And somebody was posting like really glorifying Chris Benoit, and we were like, "Man, you should probably just cut that out. Yeah. Like, you want to enjoy his stuff, enjoy it on your own time, buddy." And he kept doing it. He kept doing it, and then all of a sudden, New Jack's Facebook account popped up and said, "Hey, motherfucker." Nancy was my friend, and that boy deleted that post so quick. You have never seen somebody delete something so quick unless New Jack is in the mentions saying, hey, motherfucker. (laughs) It gets deleted real quick, and we never saw it again. And occasionally he'd pop up and drop an LMFAO or a fuck you or one of those. (laughs) (laughs) that's the last guy you want to get called out on on social media period exactly oh man oh well uh thank you guys for for reminiscing with us about new jack we will get back to smackdown now but uh r.i.p new jack for sure for sure king corbin so as this was happening i thought it might be time to get a new king of the ring and let me tell you if if you doubted something was going to happen with the crown sp3 after not mentioning king of the ring for like a year maybe they mentioned it 272 times like corbin's admiring the the crown it's like we get it (laughs) 
Oh. I, I I just saw a uproar on social media, like following behind you, just demanding to have another King of the Ring tournament at this point. Like it's like, come on, at this it's been two years. King Corbin, we've we've dragged this whole storyline and this gimmick out to dry. This is probably the worst iteration of Corbin, who's a very talented guy, but he's been dragged down by this King gimmick that dragged down Wade Barrett before him, Sheamus before him. I got into a whole debate with somebody telling me that babyface King of the Ring winners don't work. And I'm like, do you remember Breath the Hitman Heart and Edge in the past? Like, yes, we can have Shinsuke Nakamura. We can have Xavier Woods win the King of the Ring. And they don't have to wear a crown for the whole year. They can just be elevated because they won the tournament. It's pretty simple. Use the King of the Ring to propel someone to the next level. I wish they would. Instead, it's like, well, we don't really have plans for you. So here's a gimmick that we can refer to. Yeah. The bell to bell in the ring, I thought it was fine. I really like the finish of, of pinning somebody with the... With while in a triangle arm bar. Yeah. But then Nakamura just beat him up. So I was like, one, like literally anything else could have happened. Cause I've watched Nakamura get pinned by Corbin twice. So now he just looks like a sore loser to me when he showed up and whipped, whipped his ass. Now, do I like that? He grabbed the crown and he looked at it and he put it on. Yeah. He looks rad with it, but SP three, they could have had Corbin beat anybody. And then Nakamura do this. Or Nakamura could have won it, and he said, my crown now. Like, he could have just assumed the crown because of that. Richie Goodacre says the booking of Nakamura is more evidence WWE doesn't know how to book baby faces. They don't. It's it's consistent. They're always sore losers. They they don't know how to be valiant or be heroes, it seems. And it's just like... It's very clear that the reports were right, that Nakamura was never supposed to get that push in the gauntlet because the way he's been used ever since then is evidence of that. Like they've had literally no follow up for that. He never even got another opportunity to face Roman Reigns. He got a victory over Jay Uso, like most of Roman Reigns' former challengers, but he's the only one that didn't equate that to a shot at Roman. So now he's in this feud with uh, King Corbin. At least that's something. At least a feud, it's something for him him so that's why i did enjoy that part but i totally agree with you we could have had any other finish we could have had any anyone else in this matchup for king corbin to get the victory to set up the post match but i yeah i don't i don't like shinsuke nakamura taking back-to-back losses especially with the fact that he was in a match with a whole bunch of people that needed wins over king corbin last week so it's like we could have just had this singles match this week without the victory last week and this would have made a lot more sense yeah, you could have set it up like Nakamura could have knocked Corbin out of the ring or something. And it's like, okay, Corbin wants his revenge. Yeah. Rob Wilkins asks if we'll ever see a G1 Climax style King of the Ring. I would doubt it. I don't think WWE would have consistent long-term booking to do that and have a round robin like that. I just, I just really don't think that they would be able to pull that off. And we had Planet Dancing with Nakamura being at AEW on Wednesday in his booking. Can you see him heading there when his contract is up? Maybe he was there and thought, this is cool. I have no idea if he was there. He just said there on Twitter. I don't I have any idea. Speaking of sore losers, Jeremy Lambert's shaking his head. He wasn't there. I was trying to trying to let you know he wasn't there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people assume because of that tweet that that he was, but I have not heard anything about him actually being there. 
Yeah, I, from what I've, I've what I've read, he, he wasn't actually there. Sean, what are you doing? I, I take a week off, and you you're dressed up. You have like a button yeah. up shirt and everything. Yeah. What is this? Dapper. New Jack died. I put on a collar shirt, man. Oh, I'm showing right. respect to New Jack. This is how New Jack would want me to dress. Okay, that a- that's a fair that's a fair reasoning. I I didn't know what was happening. I'm here to ruin the show because SB3 is like good and professional and I need to make sure like I have job security here. I can confirm that Wade Miley is not throwing a no hitter tonight, Jeremy. No, he's not. He's not. It's sad. It's sad. We got Brandon Charles Powell in super chat and says, hallelujah. Those belts are off. Nye and Shana, Shana time to do the Sami Zayn dance. Jeremy, what'd you think of the the title change or did you watch the show? I watched the show. Come on now. now. I mean, okay. As much as I enjoy SmackDown, if I had the night off, I would not be watching the show. I've actually, I've been watching the Nick Cage dark side for like the third time. So I gotta, I gotta watch that. Oh, it's great stuff. It's really good. The man. Um, I did see the title change though. And I mean, it's good that the belts are off of them. It's not Nia and Shayna's fault that Shayna has to fake leg cramps because Alexa Bliss uses magical powers on her. Like their run wasn't good, but that's that's not their fault at all. We'll see what Tamina and Natalia bring. That's a, that's a good point. Go ahead, SP3. I, I was actually surprised that Nia took the fall. Like I yeah. thought that this would be Shayna Baszler to lose the titles for them. So I was very happy that Tamina got the pin over Nia. That was like the best part of that finish. Well, if you know anything about the Tamina Nia history, you know that if there's one person Nia is doing the favor for, it's <laughs> Tamina. It's the Hogan Andre moment. Oh man. So I, I guess I'm not surprised. Oh man. Michael says Ross from Cultaholic must be happy Tamina is champ. I don't get the reference, but I hope he is. Um, I'm more happy that she is than the previous team. Uh, Matt McClure says, doesn't Bruce oversee those shows? How the heck is Raw a disaster and SmackDown is good, not great? Is Triple H in charge now? Dare I say that if SmackDown were three hours and Raw were two hours, we would see the inverse. Uh, Triple H is backstage a lot more than he used to be, though. Uh, Would you all think that his influence is felt in any measurable way? Um, I mean... Not necessarily, in my opinion. I think that it's just, it, like you said, it comes down to a two-hour show. It's And when you have Roman and Paul Heyman and, well, of course, Michael and Michael Hayes putting together his matches, like they kind of control that part of the spectrum. So that's why it feels like it's in a different universe than everything else in WWE. Yeah. I think that if you take away the Roman head-of-the-table storyline, SmackDown would not be viewed as the the better show or the best show on WWE television. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like SmackDown gives you a lot of the sameness as well that Raw does. It's yeah. just an hour shorter, and Roman is an actual star. Where no offense to the guys on Raw, like none of them come off as a huge star because they've just been doing the same matches every week, and they actually booked to wrestle on Raw. Roman feels like a big deal because. I mean, he doesn't typically wrestle on SmackDown. When he does, it's a big match and not just some throwaway thing. There's a purpose and a storyline to it. And then otherwise, it's on pay-per-view. Well, if you've been going an hour shorter and you've got a throwaway thing, fix that with BlueChew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. Go deep. Go long. Go three hours if you want. Maybe two if you want. Maybe... Maybe you're you're looking to go for a little NWA power and you just want to abruptly cut things off in 15 minutes early. 
Blue Chew will allow you to do just that. BlueChew.com code FIFO. Blue Chew is a unique online service that combats all forms of ED. I mean, look right at SP3 right there. Look at, look at him with his little ass thumb. Look at your little thumbs. You got little thumbs. That's a tiny thumb. Look at that. Or maybe I got a big ass thumb. Look at that. Well, no matter what size you're working with, bluechew.com code FIFA has you got. What is that? Oh, my God. I got a big thumb. What can I say? Is that your foot? He used the code Fightful. He used the code Fightful. He got his first shipment free using the code Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Pay the mailman. Mailman needs to increase that push, too, if you know what I'm saying. Bluetooth is prescribed online. You speak with their licensed medical providers, and they find the right ingredient for you. Then you get it shipped directly and discreetly to your door. Don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. Don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. <laughs> if you cut out the middleman, so your middleman can cut out a little something else. It's not just people who have a problem that use Blue Chew. Use it for that confidence. Bluechew.com code Fightful. <clears throat> I feel like that was one of my best. That was excellent. Been running out of material lately. I, I hope my thumb gets a cut of that money. Was oh, that no. your foot? <laughs> You're lucky to have I, a I job right now, Jeremy. It's true. Come on. <laughs> true. Come on. I've been, I, I, I've been fired about three different times this oh, week. That won't happen. But I am trying to. I'm trying to shoot someone into a work, and you can. You can work yourself into a shoot with bluechew.com. Code Fightful. We got some super chats. Ryan Martin says, with Zelina returning to, to WWE, what show do you think she ends up on, SmackDown, Raw, or NXT? I think SmackDown. Aleister Black is on SmackDown. They'll be touring soon. SmackDown has eight active female competitors, not including um, Mia Yim. Sorry, I've got the hiccups. SP3, where do you think she'll end up? I think that's a good shout because we, with the Aleister Black promos we've been seeing, he's kind of leaning into being a heel. And I didn't know how that was going to work too well. I feel like he's kind of feuded with pretty much the baby faces, a lot of the baby faces on SmackDown. But you add Selena Vega in there, it kind of brings it a little bit, it brings it all together kind of. And I think that she can do more of the heel, the heel work and the promo as well as like getting heat for him. Because I feel like his promo style is not going to generate heat when they get back in front of fans. But it's very well in these uh, vignettes. I think the production has been top notch. Sorry, I have my mic muted. Jeremy, any thoughts? On Zelina Vega? It's good. Yeah. I think she'll be on SmackDown with, with Alistair once they start touring. This Alistair stuff, not doing <clears throat> not doing it for me. Not doing it for me. Anymore. Yeah, that that's weird. I, I would cover it, but I don't know what he said. I don't need <laughs> it's very what about his bra- father as a dragon and all this stuff. He, I don't get it. He has daddy issues. It's pretty clear to me. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he's been spending all his months writing a book of all his daddy issues. You know, a lot of people have those issues out there, and Alistair Black is speaking to all of them through the tales of the Dark Father. 
Ricardo Holt says that was awesome. Yeah, well, hey, donate some more super chats, my friends. I would really appreciate it. Ray Callahan says, Dark Side of the Ring on Gage was good, but I wanted more. Yeah. I, I know very little about Nick Gage, relatively speaking. My forte is more the national and global wrestling scene. Very, I, I've met him. Did I ever tell you that story, Jeremy? Uh, did you meet him in Vegas? Oh, did I ever meet him in Vegas? So, as you know, <laughs> our friend Andrew Thompson's there. Yeah. Andrew was a young reporter in the game at that time. <laughs> I think one of his first on-scene things. I was so happy to have him there. He he does great work. But he's like, he's like, man, I think me and Nick Gage are friends. And I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then there we go to the, the, the lobby where they are. And Nick Gage pops up. He goes, there's my fucking guy right there, yeah. Andrew Thompson. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. He is friends with Nick Gage. Fucking king of this pro wrestling shit, Sean Rossap. <laughs> Nick Gage rules. Andrew oh. texted me. It was so excited after he talked to Nick Gage. He's like, dude, I just talked to Nick Gage. I was like, yeah, the fucking king right there. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't doubt that anybody would want to be Andrew's friend. It's just, come on. It's like, you don't expect that to happen. <laughs> Nick Gage is the man. He's, that, that, that dark side was great. Vincent Millage says, sprained my ankle really bad today. I'll be late for a while. Any old wrestling matches a new fan like me should watch? My favorite wrestler is Mox. Well, specifically for that, uh, if you can get the FCW stuff, uh, Moxley versus Regal, Moxley versus Seth Rollins. Um, you know, while we're on the subject of Nick Gage, I ain't much on on Drake Wirtz, but you know what? He, they had a really good match. Uh, Nick Gage, Moxley, and Drake Wirtz did in CZW. Of course, Brian Danielson and John Moxley had a great match in I want to say Dragon Gate. Yeah. Those are some pretty old ones that that maybe you, maybe you haven't seen, and pretty good. Pretty good. Go with uh, Ambrose and Triple H, depending on how how old wrestling you haven't watched. Uh, that's a that's a really good match. Uh, yes. I would take the the Shield uh, versus Team Hell No and Ryback to the oh, their a- debut match is classic. There you go. Hannah M says hello to my friends Jeremy and SP3, who doesn't know me only. Please tell Sean to do a quiz show about old men wrestlers for me. Um, I got LASIK, so I'm aging in reverse. I can see just fine, so I can't I can't relate to people who are losing eyesight, like Adam Pierce, who is wearing glasses tonight. Um, sorry, Hannah. Sorry, I just my can't. legends of the Hidden Temple partner, Hannah. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait. Cannot wait. Do you see? We're gonna, we're gonna win all this money, Sean. Nickelodeon guts has to be next, right? For adults. Oh, I hope so. I don't care if it's adults or kids. Just bring it back. And and bring back Michael Michael Malley. Was that the whole name? Yes. Yes. Bring him back too. (laughs) Did you all ever feel like Nick Arcade sold you a bill of goods when you found out it was just in front of a green screen? (laughs) Because all the time I'd watch and I was like, these morons, they suck. And then I realized they're in front of a green screen. No wonder they suck. Like they aren't in an actual video game. What gives? Wait, I don't know if I knew this. Yes. Give me my British knights. I earned those. I don't know if I knew that it was in front of a green screen. Yeah, I thought you just broke of a, this to me. It was in front of a green screen and they had to watch themselves like a weatherman. <laughs> it was terrible. It sounds terrible. Those poor, those oh. poor kids. Bring oh. back Nick Arcade. Let Xavier Woods host. Oh, yeah. that would be awesome. 
Richie Goodacre wishes the IC title matches on pay-per-view. Me too, but I see why they don't. They, I mean, they got a big TV deal. They got to promote as well, but oh boy, this segment. So Apollo comes out and says some stuff and I am, I am over this gimmick, but it is a way to have Owens and Zane and, and everybody, Big E brawl. I really think Zane winning last week would have made a lot more sense. SP three, as you mentioned, there were people who needed to win more. Sammy has won one match since he lost the title. I would, I would like people to have to win to get the title. Yeah, I just feel like when someone is great on the mic, WWE just relies on that. They don't rely on actual victories. They just think that this person will get their heat back by cutting promos, will get themselves in position for a title match. But I agree with you. Like Wins and losses will matter if they make it matter. And Sami Zayn getting the victory last week in the eight-man or ten-man tag would have meant something this week when he's talking about getting another opportunity at the Intercontinental Championship. I like everyone involved in this feud. I just feel like there's been nothing creative about it. They've just been putting these four guys in two separate feuds together to make this fatal four-way. And I would have liked it to be on the Backlash card because it would have gave us something else to be excited about going into the pay-per-view, which really is a one-match card to me because I'm really looking forward to Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Not much else, so this Fatal 4-Way, at least on paper, you know it's going to be a good matchup, and it would have gave you something else to be interested in. Hannah M. says, My kids just keep asking why Commander Aziz is so tall. And Eloquent says, How many more times will Apollo and Big E fight? Forever, apparently. But I kind of hope that Big E does not factor into this decision at all. And I hope we're about to go on a big, long winning streak that leads to SummerSlam and Roman Reigns. That is the money program, I think, on SmackDown. Jeremy, any thoughts? He's tall because he's on a box-like structure. So that's going to add some height. Um, Yes. I'm glad it's not on the pay-per-view because keeping things as short as possible, you know, keep them pay-per-views two and a half hours in and out. I'm good. <laughs> I, the match, the match will be good next week. It's just, but not a lot of meat on this feud. And that accent, I it tweeted it like, he sound like broken Matt to me. I, yeah. that, that's where he's going with this thing and it ain't working. It wasn't yep. good from the start and it just keeps getting worse because they keep like dragging it out. And this felt too much like Rusev's Medal of Honor uh, segment for me. Like immediately, as soon as I saw it, I was like, where's Aiden English to sing Rusev Day? Yep. So uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Dolph Ziggler. This is a fine match. Like it's okay. Reverse power slam is cool. We got to see some spots and then Ray wins. Um, I can give a damn about it. I don't I can care about it. Not a one bit. The promo afterwards is like, Dominic's like, yeah, oh yeah, you're going to call me baby champ after this Sunday. Dolph's hair. This man, this man is coming up with some incredible, incredible hairstyles. I'm going to start trying to style my hair after Dolph Ziggler. I was going to pull off on this show. I was like, did he pay somebody for that? Like, seriously. Like, I was like two two braids in his back and then the, the bun going going forward. He just he just wants to get heel heat off of his hairdos. And would I give it to you, him. Would you say he wants to get true heel heat? I would. I would. It was very true. And the lie detector. Where's that face? 
that's, that's like the plug. face your, your giant head is making. That's a plug for, uh, <laughs> hey, come on now. We're talking about giant heads on, on a channel that Denise Salcedo is on. She got the biggest ass head I've wow. ever seen. Wow. She wants to trash me on you? Twitter. She got it. You going to, you going to watch the documentary Monday, Jeremy? No, I have no idea what this is about. I don't watch Hold wrestling on. podcasts. I'm doing a, a Denise documentary Monday. Oh my god! Yeah, for her birthday. That. that sounds that sounds very up my alley. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's going to disappoint some people. Uh, Am says Dolph doesn't know Vince doesn't pay attention to tag team wrestling, so he's pushing his hair as far as he can until he finally notices. You, you know what? I buy it. I buy it. I do. Well, guys, we are on the home stretch. Please get in your super chats. Please leave a thumbs up. I would greatly appreciate it. Main event. Jimmy Uso is wearing a gigantic knee brace favoring his knee. And the action's pretty good, Jeremy. I mean, it's it's good enough. Like, it's fine. And then Roman Reigns interferes, and that's it. For a guy who hasn't wrestled in 14 months, I thought Jimmy looked good. Um, Cesaro remains remains great. The 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 DQ was weird to me because Roman's like, go out there and beat him. And then it clearly shows like, all right, I don't have confidence that you could beat him, so I'm just going to attack him. I did like Jimmy firing back like, I had him. What are you doing? I had him. Problem I had is afterwards when Roman's like, these matches don't matter, dude. <laughs> like, thanks, yes. Roman. Thanks. <laughs> He's like, dude, the exhibition matches, they don't matter. We just care about the big money match around here. I was like, all right, cool. I got to pay attention to none of this shit anymore. Roman just told me only Roman Reigns matches matter. Awesome. I just love him saying that because it's something that you know had to come from WWE from up top. Like, like Roman, Roman was probably guided to say something like that because – yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I I do I do agree we could have got a little bit more out of this matchup before he kind of interfered. I think they did tell the a good story though throughout and Jimmy kind of was getting going towards like they were hitting their second gear. He did the suicide dive, he looked good there. Cesaro is just on the top of his game right now and you kind of saw that the chemistry that they had in the old Usos versus the Bar matches in this one. I am really excited to see the Usos team again, but I'm also really excited to see where this goes as well. Jimmy Uso not being anybody's bitch, which I admire, uh, and Cesaro hitting the neutralizer a couple times. WWE really loves those watch your partner or friend get the shit whipped out of them spots. Like They really have leaned into those over the last couple of years. So based on what we heard today, we hear WWE is planning, or maybe this week, WWE is planning to have an audience back soon. SP3, what are some things that maybe started to accelerate that that you saw during the pandemic era that you think will end up keeping and that will end up ditching? Um, I would say, like, especially with the Roman Reigns matches, the uh, commentary and the trash talking in matches, I think that was like the key to the early Roman Reigns matches that were successful, especially the ones with Jey Uso and uh, Kevin Owens. Just I think that elevated his character to like the next level. So if we can get like more of that trash talking in the matches, even with the fans, I think that it's going to get fans more invested watching at home. I think that's something that uh, WWE needs to, you know, focus more into. And that was something 
that actually elevated Bailey before him in the empty arena format. Bailey talking to Michael Cole during her matches and talking to her opponents, it made Bailey feel like she was on another level. So that type of commentary from the competitors in the matchup is something that has been not really highlighted that much, but it's something that I feel has really much added to a lot of characters. I'm hoping we don't see the return of what chance. I'm hoping we don't see the return of all you people promos. They were so generic. I feel like the only one we got was a Carmella one uh, during this period, but WWE leaning away from that has helped out with promo work so much, especially when they let people get a little bit more loose. Jeremy, I know pay-per-view length has been a big concern of yours. And as a guy who's about to go to Jacksonville and I don't know what I'm going to see out of stadium stampede, I get it. Two night WrestleManias. I think we would both say that works out a hell of a lot better for us. uh, Yes. And and our appetite. Is there anything that you're hoping stays or goes? Uh, Yeah. I hope the, the, the shorter pay-per-views stay on Sunday. And I think they always start at seven o'clock, but I hope those stay short. I think cinematic matches are going to stay, I, especially in AEW, because they're going to have to utilize things some way. But Tony Khan talked about the intermissions, and I bullied him to, to not do the intermissions anymore. <laughs> uh, but I think he wants to do something similar. And so I think they're still going to kind of use uh, cinematic matches. And Stadium Stampede uh, seems like it's it's going to be one of them. Um, yeah, the what chance, those, those definitely – don't need to return. I am looking forward to seeing if like the crowd can push somebody a little bit higher up until WWE is like, Hey, you're kind of getting over and we don't really like that. Cause we don't want you to get over. So we literally I, don't know who is over right now. <laughs> we have yeah. no idea who is truly over in WWE. That's why I was so fascinated by the WrestleMania crowd. Like I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea Tamina was that popular until WrestleMania. Like that's the whole. I feel like that's the whole catalyst why she won the women's tag team title back, titles here. Because I feel like if this was the plan all along, they would have done that at WrestleMania. I think they heard the reaction at WrestleMania, and that led them to this decision tonight. I bought FIFA twenty one today. Y'all got any advice for me? Don't suck. You hang out with a lot of British people, SP3. You got any advice for me? Um, they, they, they say, um, no, I, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I have Louis, I'm a 2K guy. <laughs> Louis trying to challenge me. And he's like, if, you, if I win, I get all your sources. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, buddy. What? What yeah. do you get if you win? That seems like a not very good trade-off. I think there. he said fake scoops or something. <laughs> I already I think, provide those. Let me see. I provide those all the he time. He said you can get my made-up sources. Dang. Damn. Well, I mean, just, I know, I know Louie. I know Louie does have actual a couple actual sources. So he does. Damn. Damn. Louis telling me. Don't do too many celebrations. Really? Why is that, Louise? That Why seems is that? strange. That seems like one of the best the best reasons to get the game. Yeah. <laughs> Richie says, I think putting titles on Tamina and Natty was a good move with crowd coming back. I was surprised how over they were with the crowd at Mania. And as I reported, Natty, Natty pushed for that tag team turmoil match on WrestleMania. That was going to happen on the Friday SmackDown before WrestleMania. And she's like, you all have like three women on the card. Let's do more. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, okay. Do do we think that like when crowds come back and they start touring again, 
that they're still going to get the same reaction. I know the WrestleMania thing was surprising, but man, I don't know when it's a weekly thing again. I just don't know if not Natalia and Tamina are going to keep getting those same reactions. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah says, good luck with that, Lewis. Lu- uh, Luis says, it seemed as toxic within the FIFA community, and I don't know why. Well, they can kiss my ass. Oh, Sean's not playing wow. online, are you? You're on the Louis, The right? FIFA community? <laughs> the FIFA community? Buddy, I bat flip when I hit a hole-in-one in Jesus golf. Yeah, but those are with your friends. The FIFA so? communities, they're... No. They're, they're tyrants, Sean. They, they go, do, you, do you know the hooligan chance? They want to kick people's head in. I don't care. You think people are my friends while I'm playing Jesus golf with them? No. No, but they're not going to attack you, though. The FIFA community will, will come after you. You've met my wife. You know she will. I know she's very mean. But, but at the end you. of the day, she has to go home with you. The FIFA community, they don't care. They don't know who you are. They'll, they'll score on you and then like teabag your invisible player or your virtual good. player. Bring it. I'm here for it. Ah, <laughs> Let's go. If you can do it, pull it off. Hannah says you use a bat to play Jesus golf. No, we throw the club. Nikita Krylov fan threw his glove or his club and it landed in a body of water. And he had to go get another one. Oh, what they should Jesus give him another one? They shouldn't. I know him another one. He said, uh, he said that he found it. Like I think he picked it out and he had to take it back. And he was like, "Oh, I found this in a body of water." By the way, I also need a club. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen what Jesus Golf is? SP three. I have no clue oh. what Jesus Golf is. So you, it's, it's you have to you have to explain this to me. Quite literally, the only reason to visit Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, next to the Ice Center, where actually Impact Wrestling runs shows. I did some interviews there. They have 54 holes of Bible-themed mini-golf. And I am not a religious man, but the Bible is very fun when you're golfing through it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to play. We're going to play this we summer, are. Sean. I'm going to come up there. Uh I got to get my revenge on your wife, your very mean wife. Like, yeah, we're gonna, she, we're what game did she beat you in? She didn't beat me at any game. I don't know. She beat you at a fighting game or three. Did what'd she do? No, I, I don't, I have no, I don't know what we're talking that's, about. That's here. all right. I ripped her spine in half on Mortal Kombat the other day. <laughs> so, question uh, Do knowing Bible verses help you in Jesus Golf? Because I went to Catholic school like pretty much my whole entire life, so you know it it, it might help you scout the <laughs> the lay of the land a little bit more because like there are different themed courses like there's a miracles course where you're going through like a bunch of miracles and there's there's like, a lot of them there's a I lot think, of them. I think it'll help like if you're closer to God he'll help you you see athletes all the time yeah. like I just want to thank God for you know giving me this victory so if you're closer than God playing the Jesus golf God will probably just help you more Hannah says good luck Jeremy they'll go on your birthday and not invite you but send pictures of them having a good time <laughs> well the funny thing is usually when Jeremy has a day off I also have a day off that's just usually how it works so he will be here SP3 where are you located geographically I'm in New York City a little bit farther away. Yes. A little bit farther away. Um, <laughs> you, you could argue there might be some cooler things there. I don't think so. I can't imagine yeah. anything being in New York City that is is cooler. Somebody Traffic. says they're parting of the seas. Yeah, there is. There's an ark. <laughs> There's a tomb. 
There's all kinds of stuff. A- answer like yes. Hannah is flipping out. She's not sending super chats. Don't know why I'm putting her on the screen. Not like she's ever done anything for me. Um, she said I had the day off. You didn't invite me. We didn't know until the day before. It, it was a miracle that I had a day off. So how else could I? How else could I celebrate it? This is how we fill out the time when 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 SmackDown is is shorthanded. SP three. Either that, it. or we talk about street fight stories. Should I give him a street fight story? I would love it. I want to gotta hear get it. the you gotta get the gotta get the money up, Sean. I do. See, here's the thing. We've got we were having one of our lowest super chat months in recent. Oh, my job's memory. safe. My job's safe. Then I'm good. Yes, <laughs> we need more money. But you know, some people got a little whiny that I put something behind a paywall, so I'm gonna give something for free tonight. Oh boy. Okay. So growing up, my cousin was like my best friend, right? Best friend. And he had a friend who, you know, we would sort of compete for best friendship here. But he was a fucking dope. His name's Lindsey Huber. So he's a dude with the name Lindsey. No disrespect, no disrespect. But he was a burnout moron. And he would always talk like this, dude. <laughs> always talk like this. And he would, like, I swear to God, he, he was probably in 40 fights. He won one of them. He hit somebody in the head with a Tonka truck. It was very funny. <laughs> It was very funny. So we're all hanging out. You know, I don't drink. I don't do anything like that. Whatever. I I didn't do anything like that. But Lindsey Huber's talking all this shit all day long to my cousin. I don't know why. Because he's got like a good six, seven inches on him. Just beat him up if he wanted to. And they are good and drunk. And Lindsey's like, I'm going to make me some food, dude. (laughs) And he he got this thing of ramen noodles out. And I'm not talking like the cup. I'm, I'm a cup ramen noodle guy. He went, put it on the stove. He did the mix. He did the, uh, he did, the, he boiled the water, all that stuff. And he had been, t- he kept talking shit while he was cooking too. He's like, I'm not making you bitches. <laughs> and we're like, man, would you shut up and eat your ramen noodles? He's like, yeah, I got ramen noodles and you don't. And my cousin walks up drunk as fuck, just turns on the shop vac and, all the ramen noodles are gone in a flash in a flash they are gone and Lindsay huber is just standing there looking up looking down he's got his fork in his hand like he can't believe what he just saw it was such a miracle he thought this was going to be hole 18 on jesus golf so he's got one of those forks that's got the, the solid plastic handle, but the, the really crappy metal attachment. And he stabs my cousin, but it doesn't go in. It breaks off. It just goes <laughs> cracking. So my cousin throws him down, puts the hooks in, chokes him out cold, chokes him out cold, and pours the ramen, the remaining ramen juice on him. Oh, that, and we laughed. Left. I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, let me oh. tell you, I've got like ten stories of this guy losing fights alone. <laughs> like, like his life wasn't tough enough being named Lindsay. He you bit mean- a cop one time. He what? got caught. You know, I, you know what? I'm saving that for. I'm saving that for a big payday. He bit a cop one time. <laughs> Donate the super chats. Hear about him 
biting a cop. Uh, Hannah M says Lindsay going to cancel that select side. Lindsay, uh, I think Lindsay is incarcerated right now. <laughs> Ryan B. James says missed last week's stream. Nice to see Jeremy survive the burial by Jimmy Van the other week on his ad. So Melissa, Melissa, who works with Jimmy in the office, she's like, what's going on? Is this a work? Is this a shoot? I said, this is a shoot, Melissa. And I said, it shouldn't be. And she went back and watched it, and she was like, I thought this was going to be like a 15-minute ad. It was like two minutes. <laughs> this week's was shorter. I had a shorter I one this week I, that I had to render our show, and we, we correctly called Darby losing the title. It was going to turn into this big bit, and then Sean is a coward and didn't oh. air it. Also trying to save my job, but also a coward for not yes. airing it. Ray Callahan said, he bit a cop. Hey, you guys donate those super chats all week long next week. And I got I got stories about him biting a cop. I got I got a story involving a screwdriver. I physically put him in a sharpshooter one time. I'm not sure if he was technically conscious by the end of it, but he had a sharpshooter put on him. That ain't an easy move to do. No. Ain't easy not move. A shoot fight. Exactly. No. Well, I don't know how much of a fight it was yeah, by that point. <laughs> SP3, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at TrueHeelSP3. You can also follow the gang True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe over to the YouTube channel. We are going live actually tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Uh, BST with your good brothers, guys, Joe Hubert of Fightful Wrestling. Ooh. He's going to be on True Hill Heat with us talking about Selena Vega and WWE, previewing WrestleMania Backlash. And you can usually see me on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. I was over there this morning on the WrestleMania Backlash preview with Pete Quinnell of Fightful, of, uh, of Russell Talk, excuse me. I didn't you can join Fightful if you want. <laughs> I want everybody to be a part of Fightful. You guys are awesome, and thanks for having me, guys. Ray Callahan wants us to do fight stories on the choice gimmick. Buddy, I'm already getting enough heat over that. <laughs> I know. And somebody asked to see a picture of this fella. I was able to pull one up. Oh, boy. That's him right oh, there. Man. Look at that. The king of this shit, Sean Ross. <laughs> the king of this shit. <laughs> Jeremy, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me in St. Louis rolling on dubs. Smoking dubs and clubs, blowing up like Cocoa Puffs, Sean. That's where you can find me. Fightful.com. We have the UFC 262 watch along this weekend. We've got Denise doing Under Siege by herself. And then myself and her WrestleMania Backlash. Thank you guys so much. Wait, let me make sure I didn't miss any Super Chats. I did! Someone said, seeing Roman in this character makes me think of how much heel he would have heat if he would have been the one to end Taker's streak. Yep, I do think he would have been the best person to do that when it happened and then the heat that went along with it. Um, Joel says Twitch watch along, damn it. Yeah, watch the Twitch watch along on Sunday. Is he actually going to do it this Sunday, Joel? Are you actually going to do it, Joel? I don't know. Last time I Maybe. asked him, he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. Like, what do you, what do, you do here, Joel Pearl, with your fake title? It's a bit that never got paid off. Guys, thank you all so much. We're out. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.